<clears throat> so speaking of sexy voices. boys and girls children of all ages it's time for another exciting episode that's filled with strips and abilities of between two butts the podcast that lets nothing slip between the cracks i'm jay tilly and i'm live in the man cave in manassas virginia speaking of strips and abilities with me as per usual is my gal pal from the dmv theater scene she is the lady butt stuff to my captain butthurt she's that gemini who's a little sweet and a little catty she is becca harney Oh, good after or good evening, many meow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm so used to like us recording in the morning. It's, yeah, it's a special weird. evening edition of Between Two Butts, and and after I hours, wine. I already drank. I already drank my wine, so it was it was Between really stressful. Yeah, it was really Between stressful. Two drunks. Well, I've got my my Dunkin' coffee, but I I'm have about my to crack water. open a cold one, and when I say cold one, I've got Sprite Zero. Yeah, because you don't really drink alcohol anymore, do you? No, it really. It's throat coat all the way for me. I yeah. love throat coat. Oh my God. So good. Well, those of you who are new to a little podcast, thanks so much for joining us. If you're coming yes. back, welcome back. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, Becca and myself, we love talking about things that make us the center of the attention. We love talking about theater, cosplay, improv, and so much more. But at the end of the day, it comes down to naughty things, it comes down to butts, it comes down to sex. It comes down to all sorts of fun stuff that made people go hee 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 and stuck in the middle of all that is a man who is our glorious producer and editor, even when he's not 100%. He's playing hurt today, guys. He's yeah. playing hurt. He is also known lovely as the Godfather, the Professor, the Rest of Virginia Treat, the Master of Old Timey. On the WNOD trail, he's a rover, wanderer, nomad, vagabond, call him what you will. And of course, he is the Levi Man. He yeah. is Mr. Tice Rust. And if you're really daring, if Game of Thrones is based on the Jor R. R. Martin book, A Song of Ice and Fire, then Between Two Butts should be based on a new book, A Song of Tice and Fire, because Tice is one cool customer while Becca and myself bring the fire. That's a nice way of saying we're a little dramatic and he's super chill. Ooh. Woo. Man, oh man. They just get longer and longer, right? It becomes it's a long time getting there. Yeah. I, know, I think the lost- setup was worth it. We've lost half of our listeners. No, I'm kidding. Why? Because I'm talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying because of how long the intro was for Tice. Well, he deserves yeah. it. And, and, and so, does. Tice, what's going on? I mean, you said in pre-production, so you're playing Hurt today. And I, I love it. You're like, you're gutting it out today. It's, let, let me tell you, I'm just amazed at the, the deal that my brain struck with my body. Because as those of you who listen regularly know, I'm a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Monday was the last working day. And it's like my body's in my brain. Okay, listen, Tice is going to have to eject the contents of his body every hour on the hour. And my brain was like, okay, wait, Mm -hmm. this needs to work for one more day. Right. If you can hold off. And the body was like, "Mm, okay, fine. So the night after I got off of school, it just hit me. It hit me like a train. I mean, it literally waited until, okay, as soon as the final bell rang. Pretty much. Yeah. So what happened? Good. I mean, what, what, yeah. what's well, ailing you? First, first it was puking, and then it was just dry heaves, and I don't know why. Oh, God. I don't know why. It just food poisoning or a stomach bug, or what do we yeah. think? It's, I mean, it could definitely be food poisoning. I don't know. Could it just been a random bug? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you, or maybe it's just your body imploding on you because they're like, it's done, it's over. Well, it's been a really (laughs) stress. I know for for educators such as yourself, and I know this working my my day job for our listeners is at the College Board. Although now we're dropping the the the. It's just college. Oh, well, y'all. We were were told to change our email signatures today, but is um, there another College Board that complained? I don't know. (laughs) 
Jay, that might not be official. You've just like dropped to bomb. We are a college board now, y'all. Um, but yeah, I, I just know it's been a crazy year for educators, especially like during spring testing time. And that's what my team does customer service for. Uh, you guys have rocked it. Educators to Tyson, educators yes. everywhere, including my sister, Karen. You guys have rocked it, but it's been such a stressful year that it's not surprising that by the time you were done, your brain's like, whoo, done. Your body's like, yeah. hey, germs, come on in. Purge, purge everything. Exactly. Yeah, you're purging all the the nastiness from the year. Get the well, bad mean, out. Purely a mental purge, but this year it was it was a physical purge. Did now how long Boy, how, how long did this last? Was it like 24 hour bug or I it was very close to 24 hours because it subsided it like you know the, the pukes came farther and farther apart. Yeah. And, um, the last one was probably around 5 p.m. last night. And those dry heaves are always fun, right? Because you want to puke, but you can't really puke. It's like like you're puking, but there is no puke. I have a quick side story about dry heaving. Like, I don't know if I ate something bad. I had a bug or whatever happened, but this is at our old house. I I grew up in Woodbridge, for those people who don't know. Oh, you're one of Um, those. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So my brother was watching TV in the larger, like, TV room downstairs, and he hears me, like, driving but i hate throwing up i always cry <laughs> oh, um, no. so, but i couldn't i couldn't throw up so my mom's like are you okay and i was like i don't know and i hear him laughing down the hall i was like fuck you buddy <laughs> <laughs> and it's like when i got drunk i i drank so much one night that i threw up for the first time from alcohol and oh yeah throwing up been there done that. and That's he fun. was cheering me on he was like yeah, yeah. you did it so yeah go, he's very go, supportive go, go. And see, for, for our listeners, this is this is our podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about cultural things like theater. Of course. But then we're going to talk about bodily functions, and we're just heading straight into that. Before we get to our, our first topic, uh, Tice, and I mean this in a very happily married, hetero kind of way. You are a sexy man. And now, and this is according to Abby, your fiancé, your voice is matching your sexiness. And hey. I have to say, maybe you should keep this voice you have right now. If I can keep it down on this level, great. But I've got kind of a Pat Buttram thing happening where I'm shifting up into the upper <laughs> octaves every once in a while. I hate that, focused. man. And I'm not laughing at you because I, I, as a performer, I know Becca can relate to this too. When your voice isn't 100%, it sucks. There's things you want to do vocally and your voice is like, no, fuck you. It is but, the worst feeling ever. But you were going to rock this just like you rocked the school year. I'm going to give you or snacks. It, it's Peter Brady because I think that's the more relatable reference. Yes. I love also, that na 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 episode because... Becca corrected me, or you corrected me in pre-production. I thought mm-hmm. Peter got sick. No, so, no, I, it was it was puberty. Like overnight, he he goes into puberty. Okay, it's a it's a really funny episode. I just want to say, Tyson, I'm glad you're feeling so much better. Me too. So, Thank you. And again, From the bottom of our hearts, educators, you guys kick yes. ass, and you can thank me by passing along our podcast. So yeah. Oh my God! Sorry, there the, it is. I, I, there's always a catch of me, right? There it is. Damn it, Jay. <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of sexy voices, this kind of ties into, into my topic. So this is about abili- abilities, great abilities in the theater, in the performing arts and improv. And, and having a sexy voice like Tice is is a great ability to have. And theater is kind of sort of ish returning to normal. Mm-hmm. It, for those of you who are new to our podcast, and again, thank you so much for joining us. Last year, before the pandemic, Becca and myself were cast in a production of Sweeney Todd at the Art Factory here in Manassas, Virginia, near where I'm located. I was going to be playing Judge Turpin. Becca was going to be the beggar woman. And Becca, let me tell you guys, she was going to rock it. She was going to knock it out of the park. Becca, this would have been, and maybe one day will be, your best performance to date. Sweeney Todd is a dream role of mine. I have him tattooed on my right arm. He's one of my top bucket list roles. But I was cast as the judge. That's always been my second choice because the judge, especially if he gets to sing his Joanna where he's like scourging himself, you know, God, deliver me. Uh, 
it's it's a fantastic villain role to play. So I was happy to do that. I, I am auditioning for the show again. I was originally not going to do it. Becca, unfortunately, is not available in October. Um, I was not going to do it because I thought that maybe there would be too many conflicts in October, including with Mr. Tice getting married. Yeah! <laughs> married! Um, but no, it's not going to conflict with the performances. And I was a little worried about COVID, but now that we know the vaccine should be good for at least six to eight months, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Melissa, my wife and our creative consultant, she agreed to it. She's like, yeah, I don't want you to miss out on the chance to play a dream role i'll mask up and come see it if i have to so mm-hmm. we have a new director vince worthington shout out to vince i've worked with vince before yeah. he, is, he is fabulous uh sadly maureen hagerman who was going to direct it it was not able to stay with the show because of conflicts in october but i've worked with maureen before she's a fellow aries she's wonderful as a director or choreographer she's also a great actor and singer i hope to work with her again so i'm going to audition again in a few weeks i'm going to be auditioning for the role of sweeney and i'll still have the judge as my number two choice so i'm i'm starting to get excited about theater again and the prospect of doing this show either sweeney or the judge it got me to thinking though what abilities do you need to have a successful career in the performing arts whether it's improv theater film voiceover whatever it is and I, i've decided there's three that may not be i think some people may not think of these so we think of obviously singing acting mm-hmm. dancing playing an instrument absolutely those are great abilities to have these are my top three abilities to have for a successful performing arts career. Okay. Okay. The top yeah, three abilities are. I'm ready. Availability, reliability, and accountability. There's a lot of abilities. Those are your big three abilities, as far as I'm concerned. I see, so let, I see what you did there, Jay. Yes. But seriously, think about it. Let, let's break these down. So let's start mm-hmm. with availability. Because you guys have encountered this as much as I do. If you're auditioning for a show and you have a ton of conflicts and you're going up against someone who you're roughly even in terms of acting, singing, being right for the part, all that. Well, who's the director going to go with? They're going to go with the person who's the most available. One reason why I didn't really pursue acting full time is because if you're doing acting full time, hey, are you available tomorrow to come in for a callback? No, I have to work. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> so availability is a big one. And I'm not knocking people. We all have conflicts. We always come to yeah. auditions or whatever with a list of conflicts. But if you're someone who always has a ton of conflicts, you're going to have a really hard time getting cast because if someone else is comparable to you or even not as talented, quote unquote, they're probably going to get preference with most directors because they're available and they can yeah. do the job. So availability it's not just as a lead or featured role it's ensemble too if you just have a ton of conflicts you're not gonna get you're not gonna get looked at for shows as much as people who are who are available and i always tell people because they're like well my schedule changes a lot and i was like then be upfront with them yes you know go in and say i really want to audition and i understand if my conflicts are an issue but at least be upfront with them and say this is my situation it's my job and i mean people understand because a lot of the times with people yeah. we know who do community theater it's not their job we don't get paid for this exactly and even like semi-professional theater yeah. which, which becca you and i have delved into that a little bit uh, like a, i've never done semi-pro you have well okay <laughs> but especially like if you're doing a, a theater production and you've got conflicts for like tech week or any of the performances, rehearsal conflicts, directors can be pretty good about working around it. Yeah. But availability, that's a big one. And that kind of segues into reliability. And I see this a lot. And I'm, I'm not trying to call anyone out on this show. Okay. So if you're a theater friend of ours and you're listening to this and you're feeling butthurt, that's on you. Look in the mirror and ask yourself why are you butthurt over what I'm saying? Is it me? Because like usually if you're feeling, is it me, Jesus? Is it me? (laughs) Um, I pulled that one out of my butt. Reliability. We all know those people who love to call out, who love all of a sudden they've got more conflicts. They don't learn their lines in time or they're very slow to learn their lines and their music. They have to be retaught things. I've even known people that didn't show up for performances. Yeah. Reliability. If you, this, this business, no matter what you're in. Okay. And I'm not trying to make this soapboxy, but it's hard. It's hard not to your reputation. Now I'm clapping now. Your reputation is everything. So if you have a reputation for having a ton of conflicts, adding conflicts, not learning your lines, not learning your music, causing drama, 
reliable people don't cause drama. You know, um, if, if you're Sally May and you're going up against Mary Jane Rottencrotch and Mary Jane Rottencrotch isn't quite up to your level, but you have this reputation, who are they going to go with? Mm-hmm. Mary Jane Rottencrotch. Good for her. Sorry, I love that name. That's a, that's that's a. I was like, to, uh, who are these right people? To a well jacket. I am, yeah. I have a huge problem with people who don't have reliability. Yeah, I have tell us, huge, the, tell the story again, Becca. You know, there were people that had not as huge of scenes as like some of us that had like 10, 15 page, two person scenes, and I basically right, said, right. "There's no excuse why you shouldn't have this learned." And Here's a little bit of advice because I have a hard time memorizing lines and I have a hard time memorizing music. It is what it is, unless like, especially for a show that I don't know very well. But you well. put the work in. You put the work in. But if you know that about yourself, say like they want act one memorized by this date, have right. yours done before the due date. And then by the yes. time off book comes around, you'll be like, oh, I got this. Right. So like, I I am so guilty of, you know, and, and don't, in the middle of a rehearsal if you're sitting there go oh sorry sorry you're taking away five minutes just say line um and then they'll give it to you especially if you're still allowed to ask for a line still right um this is think about all i mean i hate to say i'm yes i'm knitting leave me alone um i'm knitting i do that some i do that sometimes yeah do you always knit during the podcast you're like knitting a sweater or something what is it's a scarf um, it's summertime. I love that. That's that's all I know how to knit yeah. right now. By the time it's ready, will it? Be By the summer? time it's ready, it'll be fall. So, um, but anyway, I go back to yeah. yeah. Don't don't make excuses for yourself. If you know that about yourself that you have a problem learning lines, start ASAP. And for me, as soon as I know my blocking, I'm like, okay, now I can practice it because it's it's in your body. You can practice doing the blocking at home and then you're like okay this is where i say this line at this point where i'm on stage so anyway go and ahead. that is a nice segue into accountability Whee! it's all about accountability like what are you doing to work on your accent what are you doing to work on your music what are you doing to work on your dancing yeah. what are you doing to work on your your lines your acting your scenes and your blocking you know and this goes beyond being in shows because i know so many actors they're like well i do i do accents great do you because mm. when I hear you do an accent, you're doing the same accent over and over again, thinking you're doing different accents, but you're not. I know enough about myself. I'm just using this as an example that I am decent at doing accents. If I have coaching and I'm going to give a shout out to Ivy Cole, who now has moved down to Florida, but she's my go-to dialect coach. Even if it's something like standard British that I've done before, I always work with a dialect coach. If we don't have one for the show, I always work with a vocal coach. You got to be accountable and you got to constantly work on your craft even beyond shows or film work or whatever it is you're doing. And Tice, this applies to improv too, I think. I mean, you have to have all this for for the improv. Sure. I mean, the level of quality of an accent, I think the expectations are much lower in improv. But the one big play I've done, I had to do my lines in Russian. And, and you, you did great. I've got a chance. I've got a chance to drop a name for once on this podcast. <gasps> yeah. Tell monks. Yes. Helped, helped me through that. And I used Google Translate at first and just played the little Russian Siri voice. Yeah. With my lines. But he helped me, you know, nail down the accent and fine tune it. And it was right. very helpful to me. Tell monks is a wonderful old school gentleman is how I would describe him for our listeners. And he's a wonderful actor, a wonderful human being. Yeah, he's a he's a great, a great dude. So what a great shout out but again i'm not trying to be a dick about this it's just i see this more and more and i'm like listen guys it really is it's accountability a reliability and availability i mean and i i've made mistakes when i was younger you know it's yeah you know i i I did the thing early in my career where i jumped from one show to the other and i got to say as a new actor it's a little bit scary to me i mean i've done the one play i was talking about where i had like four lines they were in russian but i only had to learn four lines and then my next two shows have been dinner theater where there are these huge breaks in between the acts where you can practice so i really don't have a good sense of how good i am at learning lines or i mean accountability reliability fine i mean uh, no no reliability and i forget what the second thing was yeah so there's there's availability reliability and accountability but this goes to the improv because we're going to give another shout out this is like the 10th time but she she deserves it Uh, liz dimry bragg 
you know, who, who ran comedy sports in the blues show where Tyson yeah. and I met, we did improv together. Her, it was simple with her. If you come to practice and you work hard, you'll be in shows. If you don't come to practice, you're not going to be in shows. If mm-hmm. you're late to shows, you're not going to be in shows. If you miss shows, if you keep calling out, it's one thing. Yeah, she understood. If you're sick, don't come. Yeah. This is the theater, community theater, where you don't have an understudy and you got to power <laughs> through it. But if you're constantly calling out, you're not going to be in shows. Well, and, and in comedy sports and blue show, it was very competitive. Like everyone, especially on the main stage, yeah. you know, everyone wanted to be a main stager instead of on the training team, you know, which, which Liz after Star Trek called comedy sports TNG, the next generation. And, and they would be butthurt. Why am I not in these main stage shows? Well, are you at practice? Well, I have suck. this and this. <laughs> Zing. That, there's your opening quote. And Becca, like before the show, Tice, wasn't it lovely? Oh, you guys, I'm really tired. I'm, I'm exhausted right and now. And she is in, she's, she's honest. She's in rare form. She's the heart and soul of this podcast. I love it. Becca, nice is sick. Becca's tired and they're bringing it. And I'm just, I'm just bringing this down. So No, I, but I mean, like, I, I think there's a lot of stock in what you have to say because. These are points I, that you can make. Yeah, it's it's very good points to be made. And for people, especially because, like you said, theater is opening back up. Yeah. Besides, I'm so tired, even though, like, um, plug, um, I'm doing a virtual <laughs> online works festival with Prince William Little Theater, which is congratulations. About. Thank you. Oh, it's like it's Snaps. my it's it's my baby. So I came up with the idea and everything Ooh. and presented it to the board anyway. After that, I'm tired of virtual productions. Yeah, it's not I, really and my I bad. have I have nothing against like people who do them, and I think it's fun. <laughs> but as an audience member, I don't enjoy them. I wouldn't. I mean, go we've to just lost theater. all of our listeners now who enjoy virtual theater. But sorry, the- <laughs> no, come we back. A large number of listeners in the opening, Jay. So well, please. that's true. We lose okay. listeners every week, please but we gain. Please come back. <laughs> Go um, to France. We're fine. Yeah, right, exactly. No. France, our listener in France is still going strong. And uh, Viva la France. Viva, Viva la France. Viva Absolutely. la France. Um, cro- croissant. So um, that's, that's really all I had to say about that. Again, I'm really looking forward to auditioning for Sweeney Todd again. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll have an update probably next episode because we're going to tape again in a few weeks. We're taking a little time away for vacation. I, I, am, Becca and I are heading to the beach, not at the same time and not the no, same, not beach, at the same but, time. Yeah. I, I'm a little bittersweet. I was telling Jay and Tice that I'm a little bittersweet. I dropped off my, my copied yeah. script because we're allowed to copy them. We just have to turn them back in and stuff so they can destroy them basically. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a little, little, um, it was a little bittersweet because, uh, like I said, Beggar Woman definitely was a it still is a dream role of mine it doesn't mean that that's one of those roles that i feel like i could play at any age unless I'm oh like sure eight. you've you've got yeah you've got time and the, so. the sad thing is a lot of our leads had to drop because of schedule conflicts where our yep. sweeney the, the great dan holmes uh yes. you know, uh dan really isn't on facebook but i'll let him know he's he's on this podcast he's mentioned um, he's a he's a wonderful opportunity he was our sweeney he moved to florida because mm-hmm. his wife got a job down there um and then but yeah we lost a lot of leads so that's why i think it's good that they're basically doing new auditions especially a, since yeah vince is new to the process and and we'll see how that goes but by the time we record again in a few weeks it'll be i think the day after the audition so i'll, I'll at least know if i got a call back for yes! one of both roles and i i will keep you and our our listeners posted but again just Again, I know I probably came off as kind of a dick. I'm just very passionate about the performance. No. I'm very passionate about people like the two of you and so many that I know who are hard workers. You know, you're 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 available, you're reliable, you're accountable, you work hard during your projects and beyond. And not everybody has the same work ethic. And it's not just in community theater where, well, it's kind of something I do for fun. That's fine. But I see yeah. this in professional theater. I see this in dinner yeah. theater. I see this in the, the local film work I've done. Well, I and mean, and also to be to be quite honest, like like you said, we all were different when we were like what 10, 15 years younger. And oh, we all I had was a, a dumbass when I was young. Yeah, we all had a different mindset. And it takes, I think, some growing too to sit there and go, okay, yeah, I'm not like I'm a nobody in this group. Like they could easily replace me with somebody that they knew, but they took a chance on me. And I literally I had someone pull me aside from from a production mm-hmm. um, 
because I was running late to rehearsals. It mm-hmm. was like my second show with them, I think. And... Was it one of those Becca just five more minutes kind of things? No, what? <laughs> what? No. I, Whoever um, you're with, just five more minutes. Becca. No, I. <laughs> no, the the producer pulled me aside, and she wasn't mean about it. But I right. had gotten a lead, and one of their it was it, it's how I met Matt and Caroline actually. Ah. Uh, she said, "I know you were late a lot during the previous show." Aha. Uh-huh. But she's like, if you are, just let us know and say, hey, where I'm coming from, there's a lot of traffic. So that way we can work on other stuff instead of expecting you right here. I think they were started at 730 or something like that. Right. And I said, no, I said, I'm going to make a point to be here on time. I said, that was just my poor planning. And never again from that moment on, that was my like, but she was nice about it. Like yeah. not everyone's super nice. Well, about people, it. I mean, th- there are legit things, you know, like, like, and, and I'll, I'll close this out with this. One of my favorite phrases is from um, the late, uh, my late soccer coach from high mm-hmm. school, Mike Hallam, um, who, who was from Nigeria. So he had a, a great Nigerian accent. I won't try to do that here. Uh, but he, he talked no. about you, you gotta be a practice. If you want to play, you got to be a practice. And he was like, I understand things come up, but he's like, grandmother is not going to die twice. Hey. And I'm like, I've always remembered that. And, uh, you know, God bless you, uh, Coach Hallam, wherever you are. But, um, you know, because he was a great coach, too. He really took me under his wing and taught me how to be the best goalkeeper I could be. But, yeah, he um, was like, he's like, grandmother is not going to die twice. That's my really bad attempt at how he sounded. It's so true, though. <laughs> All four of your grandmas, if you have four grandmas, so you. But, no, my mom knew someone that was people do. I mean, else. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but my totally. mom knew knew a girl who she said she probably had about four different grandmas die in the span of like a what? month. And we're like, mm. that's horrible. And she's not at the age where like grandmothers were okay with coming out or anything right. like that. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that didn't right. offend people. Sorry. We're but just, no, there, we're just there defending are, everyone today. There that's are what we grandparents did. though now that are like, okay, I I am gay or I'm I'm lesbian or that. Anyway, I totally mm-hmm. took this on all the road and I'm sorry. But I'm done. It always comes down to sexuality on this show. You just, you just forward me the, the things you want me to clip out of this show. <laughs> I promise. Keep it all in. Listen, this is a tight episode, guys. We're doing okay on time. So, Becca, can We're doing you, about 30 minutes in. Could you give us a segue? And but the most offensive segue you can think of while we're offending everyone, let's just go for broke here. Have you ever heard a noise and wondered and just smelled it and was like, did I eat tacos? <laughs> <laughs> That's the I best. Think, I think that that's actually your opening quote. That's that's okay, now, the best. Now give, us, give, give <laughs> us a segue. <laughs> that's your opening quote. Le mieux, which is French for meow. Okay, I thought it was French for something else, but okay. No. Right. <laughs> what a great oh, segue, <laughs> man! That was a good segue. So, those of you who are very regular listeners know. And if you made it through Jay's insufferably long intro <laughs> and his extremely offensive comments, then you're a regular right. You're still here. <laughs> yes. God bless you. You know that I'm obsessed with the newspaper comics. And last time I talked about a comic I really enjoy, Heathcliff, mm. which makes no goddamn sense, but I just <laughs> love it because I love it because it really commits to not making any sense. Right. And... <laughs> As much as I hate to yuck people's yums, I think I'm going to be doing some yucking today. Okay. And uh, yuck people's yums. I like that saying. Yes. Oh yeah, it's not, it's not a sexual thing, Becca. That's no. Cool. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It, it can be. It's it can not be. Okay. It can That's be. true. Yum yum. It's like some the last episode. Some people like sixty nine, and, and Becca was kind of yucking that yum, and I'm like, hey, I mean, yeah. I didn't yuck sixty nine. I thought you did. No, I said, okay. Jay, no, we don't talk about that. So, because your birthday is six nine, it was sixty nine day. Yes, I know, but <laughs> Jay, I'm just putting Jay, it Bat- out there. Batman wouldn't do it. Oh my god, that made me so angry. I was and, like, yes, and, yes, and, and he that's would, a actually. That is a mistake. Because heroes don't do that. Okay. Anyway. Don't, don't, sorry, can I say one more thing real quick? And then yes. We'll, no. Sorry. It, it, I forgot to mention this last episode. Uh, it, 
pro tip about 69, the six is the more favorable position as long as your partner is not a smotherer. Okay, go, go ahead, Tyson. Well, whoa, okay. So I feel like it depends. Call me there's, naive. There's many different aspects of this conversation. How is the six different back. from the nine? Explain yeah, it's that. the same. Thing. Well, okay, wait, wait. It depends the whole on. Thing it, with it is no, 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 no. Number flipped no, over. No, 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 no. I mean, unless you're doing it, unless you're, you're doing it sideways. If you're like this, that's okay. what he means. But if you're like this, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like it. I, I, I think. It, I think if the six is the bottom and the nine is the top. No, you can be on your side. Oh, so okay. I can, but if you're doing it top and bottom, Mate, make sure make fraction. sure your partner is not a smotherer. But don't poo poo on the side because that's, that's. I that's okay. Little, oh, that's that's just a tip. I kind of. do not. I do not poo poo anybody's but. sexual uh, what they enjoy in their kinks because I'm sure there's stuff I enjoy that people are like, oh, what? So okay. Anyway, sorry, Tyson. All right, so discussion adjourned. <laughs> comic strips. Let's bring it back to the good old wholesome comics page. If you read the comics, <laughs> most of the comics on the comics page are pretty ancient. They go back 40, 50, 60 years. Uh, I'm going to talk about one that's fairly new. It premiered in 2001, and it goes by the name of Fraz. Which I, I have never heard of until you sent that to me this week. It's <laughs> yeah, awful, I don't know what right? this is. I, I wonder, I, I really feel for people who want to break into that business because I feel like the readership is just going to do nothing but diminish. People actually subscribing to print newspapers, reading the comics, it's, there's just less and less of them every day. I've had a problem with Fraz for kind of a while. I felt that it was very judgy. Now, it takes place in a school and it is about a janitor and his name is Fraz. It's mostly about his interactions with the children at the school. It's very strange at this school. I mean, a lot of schools have a thing called a flash pass. It's usually for kids with some kind of a medical issue mm -hmm. or where they might need to just leave the class suddenly and not ask for a signature. Flash pass. The kids at this school seem to have a fraz pass <laughs> where they can just leave the classroom at will because they have something exciting to say to fraz. Because in this comic strip, Fraz is always pushing his broom down the hallway and kids are just running up to him and shouting things at him. And I don't understand how can how this can be happening at a school with any kind of attendance policy at all. I have a huge problem with that, but continue. <laughs> yeah. The other so, thing I like about when, when Tice talks about strips is Becca's reactions. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, um, continue and then I'll give you my thoughts and then we'll circle back. So because I didn't want to only yuck, I want to bring in another comic strip that I like. And there's a connection here. <clears throat> you guys have both read the comics that I sent you. You yes. can't not see it. There's a conspiracy. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but there's a theory among readers that Fraz is secretly a continuation of Calvin and Hobbes. Is it really? It's not. Well, no, I know, but that's what people, but that's people, like a theory. People like to believe that it is. <clears throat> okay. And if you look at Fraz then you can, you can see the reason why, because he's very clearly modeled after Calvin. I don't know if it was intentional. Right. But it's very close. It's oh, having, yeah. having looked at what you sent, I, I could I could see that. I, I don't yeah. think it's intentional either, just from what I could see, but yeah. It might have been like a homage. <laughs> yeah, they were inspired. But um, there are certain, I think, key differences that make Fraz... A disappointment if it is truly to be considered a, a spiritual successor to Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. What was your guys' immediate take when I sent you the Fraz comic strips? Stupid. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't like the fact that these kids can just fucking leave whenever they feel like it's necessary when you actually have like people right. who have medical issues that need to leave without a pass. Like they have the fast pass. And, and yet you um, love shows like Saved by the Bell where the kids just fucking leave whenever they want. I to. know. They do whatever they want. <laughs> I do love that show, but let's all be honest. Saved by the Bell, the classes were like five minutes long. Top. Right. Yeah, they right. weren't long. Let's all agree, right. though, that Zach Morris is trash. Yeah, so. we'll definitely get into that another yeah, time. <laughs> that's a great one, too. I thought it was like, it, well, that's cute. I mean, it's not... I Not my favorite it. strip. I mean, it's and it's fine. I don't have a desire to want to keep reading it, but it's cute. I read okay. it and I, I no, go on, go on. I was gonna say I read it and I was like, none of these are funny. Yeah, like okay. you're. Yeah, that was my feeling. That okay. is one of my 
major complaints with the strip. It's, it yes. is not funny. It's very, it's very rarely funny. Yeah. You said it yourself, Tyson, your in your email to us, like it, it it's like it sets up the punchline, but the punchline never happens, if I'm yes. remembering correctly. And we'll definitely share a link or two with two for our listeners. We'll we'll share some links. Also, why are these kids talking to the janitor? Because he's hip. No. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he, he has just, contraband. He he gives to the kids. He might. I feel like maybe his crackers. Yes. No. Or crack. A lot of really. Hey. <laughs> A lot of really uncharitable people who like to go for the low-hanging fruits like to suggest that Fraz is maybe a pedo, and that's why he's hanging out. Oh, okay, that is that is what my thought went to because no kids in school are going to hang out with the friendly neighborhood janitor. Right, I certainly didn't. They might acknowledge the janitor and say, "Oh, yes. hey, how's it going?" They they yeah. might be friendly to him, but that's about it. Yeah, he yeah, it's a little. I'm crazy. gonna. It is strange because yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was if it showed in the strips I sent you, but there's also <laughs> a lot of Prez and the kids just kind of vibing outside of school, which I yeah. do say is weird. That is weird. Also, I'm going to get a lot of hate from people who are like, I was friends with my janitor. <laughs> well, I mean, so. I'm sure you don't mean this in any kind of elitist fashion. No. Yeah. Of course. No, it's not nothing against janitors. It's just like when I was in high school, I, don't I know. having access to the janitor in any way. I would way, say hey to the cafeteria people. You. I would say hi, hey to the janitor. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, I, I didn't hang out with the administrative. We people. weren't tight. I didn't. Yeah, they weren't. I didn't invite them to my parties. Right. Not that I had parties, but like birthday parties. <laughs> I had massive ragers. Um, yeah. No, I, I did not. Yeah. I was a nerd. But. Here was the thing that really pissed me off a lot about Fraz, and this is something that I remember from a long time ago, and it must have really made an impression because I just carried that memory and thought, oh, Fraz is that shitty strip where they're really shitty about people not exercising. And as I tried to look for examples to send you guys, suddenly those those things just weren't popping up. A thing I've disliked about Fraz for a long time is that it, it takes a really clearly judgmental stance I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm just looking at Becca's reply. Oh my God, these aren't funny, but good topic to discuss. Yeah. It's because nobody, nobody, yeah, kids should not be oh. talking to adults. They don't know. So go okay. the site where I went to find these things, compiled a whole page called The Adventures of Fraz and Athletics or something. <laughs> And this is where I finally found the goldmine of ones where he throws shade at people who aren't into running or biking. What a dick. Like, he makes people feel terrible about themselves. Like, look how cool I am. I'm Fraz. Meow, meow, meow. Like, I'm, like, the coolest in-shape janitor in the world. Meow, meow, meow. Exactly. And many meows. He's very, he looks very young to be a janitor. I, that's my thing. I was that, like... Yeah, a, is, did he well, may, maybe just get out of high school? I, I did little, I did do a little bit of research here. Okay. Brad was supposed to be a songwriter. Okay. Apparently, he had much success early on. He's independently wealthy. And okay. he has chosen to be an elementary school janitor. Oh, it's elementary school. That's even worse. That's the grossest job. And that honestly, it is because you have kids pooping and peeing themselves and they're throwing up all over the place. You like, know, I've seen some things in the elementary school bathrooms from when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like another. I like how Tice had to qualify that. <laughs> you know, I was there. We, we, broached, we broached the subject. It felt like I had to. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Wow. It must be so nice for him to be like the successful songwriter and musician, and he decides to be a janitor. Yeah. So, what kind of songwriter musician is he? Is he like, yeah. like grunge or is he like, he looks like rockabilly a or like lame. what? He looks like what, Becca? Like a Kurt Cobain wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. A little alternative. Also, kind of thing. Let, me, let me preface this preface this by saying I have nothing against people who are janitors, but if you could choose anything else in the world, would you want to be a janitor? I certainly wouldn't. I'm sorry. If I could do anything else in the oh. world besides be a legal assistant, I would choose something. I would be like a singer. 
Just, I'm thinking of Seinfeld. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. No, no, no. And I don't want. I don't want people to think that our janitors, if they do happen to listen to this, that there's anything bad about this. I have the utmost respect. It's for the them. custodial arts, please. Yeah, honestly, you remember I have Breakfast the, Club. I yes, I have the <laughs> utmost respect for people who do this for a living because yeah. it is. Not it's honest easy. work. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I I okay. hate. I hate anyway. the fact. Wait, right. no, I hate the okay. fact that he's a successful musician and he's like, "Well, I did what I was supposed to do. I guess this is it." Isn't like, it great that Becca subdued for this episode? Sorry, <laughs> no, you're. Great. I'm done. I'm done, it. Tice. I'm done. But I think, I think that Fraz is supposed to be this extremely Christ-like figure. Oh God! Who's decided out of the goodness of his heart to clean up puke and poop and pee in an elementary school. To be able to teach the kids and that's why these kids feel so comfortable just like approaching him because he's just so much like jesus himself yeah except he throws <laughs> a lot of fucking shade yeah right. so here yeah. we go but jesus threw shade in the bible so i mean he probably did i just don't yeah. the bible. he ruined the golden <laughs> really... calf so here's an example okay <laughs> so they're interacting with a coach character who is uh, portly. Yeah, the coach all always people, has to be portly. As all people who are <laughs> slightly lesser than Fraz are generally portrayed as being. Uh, the coach is saying, Final Four starts tonight. And Fraz <laughs> says back, the Tour of Flanders is tomorrow. And the coach says, I'm not going to leave the TV set. Fraz I'm going to go for a bike ride and read about it Monday. And then the coach is rolling his eyes and saying, somebody doesn't get sports. And Fraz is rolling his eyes and saying, somebody doesn't get sports. <laughs> and one of the little kids is commenting, nice to see you two agreeing on something. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> so that was the punchline. Are supposed to be. Wow, yeah. where's my symbols? Where's my drum set? Yeah. It's, it's weak yeah. sauce is what it is. I am like... <laughs> you could Ugh. say that maybe they're equally picking on Fraz's on the coach here because yeah. they're thinking somebody doesn't get sports. But you just know they're not. This strip is so hyper-focused on swimming. Biking. Yeah. Here they are at the pool. Mm -hmm. he's, he's swimming with a little kid. It, That's it, weird. Do you guys find it strange that neither of them have nipples? They both have uh, their shirts off. I feel like a lot of cartoons don't. Oh, yeah, I, I just wonder why that is. They don't include the nipples. Kind of a cartoon standard, but you yeah, really like a line denoting the separation between the pectorals, at least. Yeah, and that's have, true. These guys have got totally, totally, totally flat chests. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, on the little kid who I guess is eight, <clears throat> maybe that's not so strange. But on Fraz, there's, there's, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Yeah. But <clears throat> he is. Fraz doesn't like conventional sports. He doesn't like the football. Doesn't like the basketball. Doesn't like the baseball. Um. He also there's definitely one where they throw shade at bodybuilding, but I can't find it right now. <laughs> oh my that god. Bigger one. He wasn't pleased about that. Shut up. Get out. <laughs> The deer. The deer. <laughs> this one just made me mad because I couldn't fucking tell what the joke was supposed to be. I know. And the thing is that everybody in Fraz speaks in Cohen's and riddles. Nothing, nobody's ever direct. And you have to like get out a big book to figure out what the hell they're talking about to finally get the joke. And as I said in the email, should I really have to work this hard to get the joke of a comic strip? No, you really I, shouldn't. <laughs> I feel like that is a constant question that we have asked ourselves when you have brought up like other comic strips that aren't conventionally funny. Like they're just, they suck. And that's like, I don't need to give a reason. They just don't, they don't make me go ha ha. And I laugh a lot at things. Now you definitely Damn have it. a good sense of humor. It's not a Becca problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, and, and, and Tice is really astute about these things. You know, yeah. comic strips is one of his areas of expertise. So sometimes I'll think something is cute, but then by the time I hear Tice's point of view, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. This really does suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where uh, Fraz and his girlfriend. Oh, he has a girlfriend. Who, has, who he has. Yes. Her name is Miss Plainwell. <clears throat> sounds like. 
It sounds like the name you would give a very efficient secretary in the 50s. Yes. Too devoted to her work. And yes, uh, she's very homely. Like someone on Mad Men. That's a character on Mad Men. Yeah. So they're running. It's raining. (laughs) A lot of there are a lot of times that Fraz mentions how much he loves to run, even in the rain. But he says, you know what I like? I like treadmills, rowing machines and stationary bikes. Mm-hmm. And Miss Plainwell says, and yet here you are running in the rain. <laughs> she is too. We are running in the rain. Looking, now here he goes, and this is where he loses me. Looking in a relative sense, like there's an actual point to running a long way to get to where I started. I have tried to diagram this sentence and figure out what the fuck he means, and I've gotten nowhere. It's like I'm on a treadmill. Right. Not getting anywhere. Maybe right. that's the idea is that it's supposed to be like you're just going in circles. Right. Not but actually I, landing anywhere. I feel like this artist is more concerned with looking clever, yes. being clever than being funny. Right. Yes. Which is a mistake people make in improv, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to be clever. <laughs> so this time, uh, this, this one made me mad because it doesn't try to be funny or clever. It's okay. purely instructional. There's a diff- different kid. I don't know who she is. She says, Miss Plainwell, your running shoes look like socks with laces. <laughs> they don't. Newsflash to the people just listening. They look like regular shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we'll uh, have some, hopefully some links to these. <clears throat> yeah. And Miss Plainwell says, my philosophy is to go with the minimum that gets the job done. And this girl, maybe eight, says, oh, noted. And then there are three teachers there. Miss Plainwell says, with shoes. Fraz says, not effort. And the third person there, also a teacher, says, and not enthusiasm. Max those out big time. So already, it's not even clear, like, the path that we're taking. Go with the minimum that gets the job done with shoes. Not effort and not enthusiasm. Max those out big time. There's a message there. But again, I, I'm, I'm giggling. I'm just watching. I can see the wheels turning in Becca's head. You know, I had to think about it. I had to think about it because I do, I do get it. This but is it's, it's, not, it's not funny. It's right? yeah. a comic strip and more of a the more you know. Yeah, yeah it's exactly, common yeah, exactly. sense. It's, it's common sense. This is like yeah. a comic strip for people who unironically enjoy motivational posters who don't un- who don't know how to cope or figure There's- out things <laughs> like who who actually like i personally i want people to write to us but who actually enjoys this comic strip but to circle back to right. calvin yes i'm sorry you need to think that calvin could have grown up to be such a holier than thou goody two-shoes right. as Braz is right because there was a there was definitely a sense in calvin and Hobbes that made it good that was about anarchy and doing what you wanted. Yeah. It is wholly absent from Fraz. And that's where I think Fraz fails. If it's in any way intended to be a spiritual successor to Calvin and Hobbes, I rest my case, but I am going to look for that other comic that I just remembered. The one you were mentioning, Jay, I'll be doing that as we play the game. Okay, Before we get to the game, I do have one quick question for you and then a comment. So let me give you the comment first. I'm going to mention this comic strip to you again. It's an online comic called JL8. It's the Justice League people as eight-year-olds. And at some point, I definitely want to talk about that on this show. And it it may just be a one-topic show because it's one where I think we could really delve into and it could spin off and just talking about these different DC characters and how they work as kids. I think you would really like this one. I think, Becca, you would like it too. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you again, but let's definitely take a look at that. But my question to you, Tice, is hmm. you're so uh, knowledgeable about comic strips, but what got you into comic strips? Probably somewhere lying around the house when I was learning to read, there were collections of comics, or I remember as a kid making a lot of trips to used bookstores and I would always make a beeline straight for the collections of old comic strips. Yeah. And I definitely did a lot of my early reading on old peanuts, Charlie Brown comic strips. And you know what? One of your strengths as a, in the improv is your, you are clever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cause you learned, you've learned good lessons from comics and you've also learned what not to do 
from these comic strips. I think yes. that's, that's part of your strength as uh, an improviser. So, well, you know what perhaps. I always say, which is that whatever pisses you off about people the most is what you hate about yourself. Well, this, oh. this is true. So I guess I'm not uh, available, accountable, or reliable <laughs> deep inside. <laughs> that's and how we, I feel about myself. We brought it back full circle. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I don't about, like I don't like mean people. Does that mean I'm mean? <laughs> You're catty. There's a difference. You're just oh, a little okay. catty. And it's, it's beautiful. I love Caddy Bucket. You know, it's oh, just when it's not directed at me, it's fun to watch. But even when it's directed at me, usually it's a teaching moment for me. It's a learning moment because Becca's just trying to teach Jay about being less of a douche. Don't be an asshat. Right, exactly. Thank you. Which is hard for me. Do-do-do. So Becca. Oh, wait, do that again. That's our segue to the game. Oh, do, 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 the more you know. (laughs) Awesome. So, guys, how about some, uh, you know, for our listeners who, again, are new, um, Mm -hmm. we love to get in the horoscope sometimes because I'm an Aries, uh, Tyson's a Capricorn, and we're, I think, still in Gemini season right now. We are in full-on Gemini season. Gemini because... season. So how about some um, some Between Two Butts Zodiac trivia? Yay! Whoa. So yeah. I have uh, I found some trivia that I thought might be fun to do. Let me pull it up here. This is from... The website, it's freepubquiz.co.uk. So I believe it comes from the Brits. Um, But it's basically a a Zodiac quiz I found online. There's like 15 questions or so. This should be pretty short and sweet. I've got the answer, so I won't play it. But I'm going to quiz Mr. Tyson, Miss Bucca, and see how much they know about the Zodiac. Okay. Nothing. Are you guys ready? Yes, ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Tyson will continue. We'll watch his uh, Gmail while we <laughs> while we play the game. You might here. see it hit twenty thousand tonight. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you delete your browser history? We don't want to see anything on Ruby. Yes, we do. But we do. We really. But do. we do actually want to see. Something we do want to see it. Okay, so here's the um, here's the first question. Okay. If, if you were born, wait. How are we? How are we ding dinging in? <laughs> how about you guys just ding just i'm on the i'm on my last few brain cells just, tonight y'all just 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 ding or say i know okay okay or, or take a guess you know we'll, we'll okay. actually maybe have you both answer we'll just we'll just see what happens here i i'm tice is usually the game show judge i don't okay. make the rules typically um okay. if you were born on christmas day what would your star sign be ding Oh no! Capricorn. Okay, I figured Tice would get that one because he's Capricorn. Oh, and, what, okay. and you're almost a Christmas baby, right? Very close, within two days. Very close. Ooh. Okay, May third. That yeah. makes Christmases suck, though, because then you're like your Christmas presents are your birthday presents. And- All right. Now you guys should get this one, okay? Okay. What is the first astrological sign in the zodiac? Ding ding. Go ahead. Uh, in the zodiac, like the, in the, the first calendar. One, the, the first oh, one in minute, the zodiac. Wait a minute. You don't get to ding ding if you have. No, one. I get to ask <laughs> questions because I never follow the rules. Game penalty. Oh, no, I want to say. Okay, wait. It's ask the question again. Yeah. What What is the first astrological sign in the zodiac? The first one a listed. Ding ding Aries. I win. <laughs> yes, it is Aries. Okay, when you said Number we should one. know, when you said we should know, I was like, oh maybe. Yeah, because it has to do with me. So <laughs> I pre I prematurely dinged. So Tice, you're you're also you're a contestant, but you're also the judge. You're gonna let, let Becca have that and be tied with you at one. Since I wasn't listening, I think I'm gonna have to give it to her. Okay, yes. all right, it's yeah. fair. It's everybody's right. game. Okay, so the twelve zodiac signs are grouped into four elements. Can you name them? Four elements? Yeah, and I'll give you each a point for each one you get. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Earth, wind, fire, water. Yeah, you got them. Yeah! You got them. All right, so that means Tice is ahead. Well, actually, I'll just give you one point. It's probably more fair to give you one point 
because you answered Tyson's the question. like, excuse me. Well, because the rest of the questions, there won't be an opportunity to get more than one point. Oh. Although maybe the last one I'll give like a bonus right, round for, or something. For the sake, double, the double the dramatic points. tension, I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. It's okay. I'm used to losing. It's fine. <laughs> All right. The, the seventh astrological sign in the Zodiac is based on what object held by, I think it's pronounced Themis, the Greek personification of divine law and custom. Oh, ding, ding. Go ahead. Uh, Libra. No. Damn. Ding. Right, you, uh, you have the right sign, but what what is it? That's, oh, it's you know, a it's a scale. No, 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 no. Go, Tice, oh Tice, no, Tice, Tice, Tice. no, no! It's a scale. Yes, that's correct. So oh, Becca, had, Becca had the Becca had the right sign, <laughs> but the answer was scales. Okay, man. <laughs> so Tice is ahead three to one. Okay, sorry, a little quick on the draw there, Becca. Which... I'm say, I prematurely ding ding. <laughs> it happens sometimes. It uh, happens the best. Which astrological sign in the zodiac are you if you were born on American Independence Day? Oh, ding ding. Go ahead. Wait, wait, say it again. I okay. No, 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 no. Say it. You can't what? Do no. That. Okay, what? no. Okay, I'm just gonna guess. I'm just gonna guess. Cancer. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> Becca's always breaking oh the rules. All right. So it's three to three to two in favor of Tice. All right. Alex Trebek would have kicked your ass, but he would have kicked your ass, Becca. <laughs> he would have chased me out of the hotel room. Even during that last week. Oh yes. wow. Yes. Oh, boy. God bless you, Alex, wherever you are. Aww. Okay. Um, the zodiac is divided into how many signs? Ding? Twelve. <laughs> Correct. All right, so Tice is up four to two. I like how he just goes ding. I'm looking for a more emphatic ding, but I'll give it to you. All right. Um, The age of. I didn't ask you to repeat the question or anything. Okay, that's fine. Um, Okay. The age of Aquarius is a song written for which 1967 (gasps) musical? Ding, ding. Go ahead. Hair. You got it. All right, four to three in favor of Tice. All right, which star sign comes in between Leo and Libra? Ding, ding. Yes. Scorpio? No, Tice. Chance to steal. Uh, 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 um, Taurus. Nope, it's Virgo. Oh, man. Virgo is the answer. Okay, so I believe we're still, it's still four to three in favor of Tice. Um, Okay, name the three air signs oh oh god um uh, ding yes one of them is gemini okay um and that's all i got <laughs> tice uh okay uh sagittarius and no. i don't know <laughs> the birdie <laughs> the birdie okay wait which one's the birdie it's it's gemini libra and aquarius oh those are stupid okay. <laughs> wait. aquarius is clearly a water sign yeah? right like this i thought it was yeah okay. I, I was thinking that too but that's what they have here so we just lost a bunch of aquarius so we'll, we'll give uh we'll give becca a half a point so right now i believe it's uh it's four to three and a half i'll take four. it Four to three and a half. Okay. Uh, we have a few more here. Which zodiac sign is also called the twins? Oh, ding, ding. I, was like, I thought you went swallowing time. Uh, yes, Becca. Gemini. That's correct. Uh, you, you better get that. So now <laughs> Becca's ahead by a half point, four and a half to four. Okay. We're coming down to the wire here. I'm going to name the final sign in the zodiac cycle. Ding. Yes. Sagittarius. No. Becca. No. Uh, Capricorn. Nope. It is what? Pisces. Oh, Pisces. damn it. That's Brian. <laughs> Ooh, we just lost Brian. I know. He's like, screw it. He's like, I'm out. You don't know. I love that you said dag nabbit. That's like the best word ever. I love I say that at work sometimes. That's my neck of the woods, man. Dag nabbit. Okay. Uh, All right. So it's still four and a half to four in favor of Becca. All right. Okay. Okay. 1977 film about a Mars landing hoax starred Elliot Gould and O.J. Simpson. This deals with Zodiac? It's Uh, it's named after a Zodiac sign. Oh, God. It's like the spaceship. I didn't know this. The thing. The thing. (laughs) No, ding, ding. Oh, ding, ding. ding. Okay. The Gemini Project. 
No. So. Wait, I'm going through the other ones. Three seconds. No, I um 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 um. Uh, um okay, it's Capricorn one. Oh God, man! Capricorn okay, one. None yeah. Of us God damn that. it! Still four and a half to four in favor of Becca. All right, I keep repeating that. Just keep it in my head. All no, right. you're fine. What what is the symbol for the zodiac sign Sagittarius? Ding. Go ahead. Oh, damn it. It's a centaur. No. <gasps> Ding. Go ahead. An archer? Yes, correct. <gasps> so it's Sorry. five and a half to four. Becca's, I pulled that one out. She's pulling I, away. We're down to our I, last few here. No, okay. I pulled that one okay. out of my butt. And Becca's <laughs> Name the three earth signs. <laughs> Ding. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Virgo, Libra, and Gemini. Okay, you got one of them. Virgo is correct. Hey, so I'll give you a half a point. So it's five and a half to four and a half. So Becca. Oh, that's I, so wait. Okay. Three seconds. Virgo, Capricorn, and um 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 um, and, um Scorpio. Okay. Um, Ca- um. Capricorn is correct. So you get a half point as well. Okay. Oh, he already said Virgo. <laughs> Taurus. Taurus was the other. Oh, Jack. Well, it is an animal. So my, that would again, be I wouldn't drive that car. So now it's, uh, I believe, six to four and a half in favor Whoa. of Becca. Whoa. Last okay. three questions here. Which 1973 spy film directed by Michael Winner starred Burt Lancaster and Paul Schofield? I, yes. The Gemini Project. <laughs> no. <laughs> Becca, with a chance to steal. Um, it's what what kind of film did it say it was? A spy film, 1973 spy film. It's named after a sign. Oh my god. That's not it. No, and I know that wasn't my answer. Was <laughs> um um You're out of time. You're out of time. Okay. It's, it's uh it's Scorpio. Scorpio. Dad and I had that in my head. <laughs> All right, last two questions here. So it's Ty okay. still has a chance. It's it's still Make six it count. To four and a half. Um Leo is the word for lion in which language? Ding. Go ahead. Uh, Latin. Correct. Good job. All right. It's six, six to five and a half, man. Oh, We're coming yeah. down to the oh, wire. Last man. question. Last question. And this question will say it's worth uh, 50 points. Okay. Oh, okay. So, That's so very 50, even. 50, 50 points. All right. It's been a one question game, couldn't it? Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was the name of NASA's second human space? Sp- I sorry. What was the name of NASA's second human spaceflight program, which was conducted between projects Mercury and Apollo? Ding. Go ahead. Gemini. Yes. Tice wins. I saw the answer. I'm like, he's been saying Gemini all evening long. For every every it single space, every it was the Gemini project. Project every every single space like space thing that happened. He was like Gemini. I just love that. That was his go-to answer. The Gemini project. Oh wait, did I, I kept it, waiting for Beck to get a turkey? What's the symbol of this? A turkey. A turkey. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. Referenced earlier. Tyson, yes. your prize is going to be some more throat coat. We'll send you some throat coat. Oh, yes. bring some to you. Yeah, it's a great kind of tea. But uh, this has been a great, fun, fairly tight episode. Um, let's go to closing thoughts with Becca. With me. Well, I hope everyone stays safe. I am heading to the beach on Saturday, and I'm so excited. Except I'll be back by the time this goes out. So um, hopefully, I won't get burned, and I'll stay under the umbrella for lots. Um, yeah. I thought there was something else. I don't know. So we're just going to leave it at that. And I hope everyone stays safe and, <laughs> and cool this summer. And teachers, we love you. And janitors, we respect you too. Just not Fraz. No, not- Fraz is a terrible person. He's Fraz. He's like Zach Hangs Morris. out with little right. kids. Piggybacking on that now. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. Your closing thought. mean piggybacking in any kind of sexual way. Um- oh, my God. <laughs> is that a sexual thing? I don't know. It seems it, like it actually can be, but we'll talk to. about that another time. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Rule 34 or whatever it is. Anyway. Hey. So I found this comic I was looking for. It's the principal, uh, kind of doddering portly man. He says, Mole hollow and back. He's looking at Fraz, who's just coming back from a bike ride. Uh, so apparently he's gone really far. And Fraz says, yeah, today's just a rest day. 
And the principal says, 150 miles is a rest day? Fred says, well, yeah, yesterday was an epic hard day, so I hardly wrote it all. And Miss Plainwell says, following the tour of France, I don't know what she means. If he knew how much he sounds like a golf fan, he might not make jokes about us. I don't know what that means either, but I just hate his humble bragging so much. Oh, 150 miles, yeah. It was just oh, it's not bad. Day. Just a rest day. What a dick. Wow. Stop it, friends. So suck it, friends. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. that's one of those things. All right. Stacy Krikmer. Yes. Uh-huh. Recent thread that where we were discussing comics. Yes. Sent a, a link. A friend to of the comics. theater and a former guest. Yes. <clears throat> Sent a link to the comics curmudgeon which is a blog I've followed religiously for some 15 years now. And it's really the only way I keep in touch with the comics anymore. So if you like the newspaper comics or you just think they're weird, make sure to check in on it. It's called joshreads.com. Right now he's following a really crazy storyline in Mary Worth. Check it out. Yay! Phenomenal. All right. So while Tice gets the closing theme queued up, I'll give my closing thought. And that's to piggyback, but not in a sexual way, on Tice's uh, comics, uh, comic strip section here. Uh, not all coaches are portly. Yeah. My coaches were always actually in pretty damn good shape. My wrestling coaches, my soccer coaches, they were actually pretty damn fit. So I don't understand why the coaches always – some of them were. I mean, there were some that were a little heavier, you know, a little, little chunkier, huskier, whatever you want to say. Uh, but I had a lot of coaches who were in great shape, you know, gym teachers and all that. So comic strips, you don't have to betray them that way. You yeah. Can give them, you can give them muscles. So I want to see a daddy coach. Like, let it happen. Yeah. yeah daddy. Coach daddy. <laughs> coach daddy. You know, what's funny is I, I have, uh, for some reason, I deleted part of my closing comments that I always have up here. So I'm going to oh, have to no. read part of this. But again, I just want to thank our, our listeners nationwide and around the globe. Uh, we're still sitting right now on, um, we, we had downloads in 43 of 50 states. So we're almost, we're almost nationwide, but we've had downloads in 43 of the 50 states plus Washington, D.C. We're still waiting on Connecticut, Hawaii, Kentucky, North and South Dakota, Rhode Island, and Wyoming. We've had uh, downloads in countries on every major continent except Africa, but also I'm going to also say the Middle East. So I'd love someone from the Middle East. I'd love someone from Africa. Otherwise, we've hit all over the world. Um, and we're closing in now on 1,300 downloads, which is, I'm, just, I'm just amazed how much we continue to grow, which is phenomenal. Um, be sure to check us out on Facebook at Between Two Butts with the number two, on Twitter with Between Two Butts with the two spelled out. Uh, pass this along to your friends, family, colleagues, and most importantly, your enemies, because listening to us is a form of torture. Once again, I've been Jay Tilly. With me, as always, is Becca Harney and, of course, Mr. Tice Rust. If you're really daring, Tise Rust, who uh, is not a creepy janitor. Yes! I love it. He's just a, he's a, he's a hardworking educator that the kids yep. love. He's not... He loves- he loves that nickname this week. We'll see what happens. Next. Yes, he does. He yes. does. You'll never know. you never know with me. All right. And Tice, we hope you feel better. And congrats again. Snaps. I'm making it through the school year. Yeah. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye. Bye. It's loading. Guys getting anything? Nothing? It's very... It's very tinny. Yeah, I heard it, but it wasn't, it wasn't booming in my ear. I have to switch share mode so that it's what was that? More of a sound share than a share is the problem. Okay, we're ready. Meow, 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 meow. Okay. Ooh, we should have an all meow version of the theme for another day. Another day. Another time. Yeah, Matt Scarborough, what have you done for us lately? Yeah. Alienate him too.
there's anyone that Becca hasn't pissed off yet, she thinks you suck. Okay. Every week, please but we gain. Please come back. <laughs> you um, go to France. We're fine. That Viva must be la France. France. Viva, Viva la France. Viva la France. I get. Um, cro- croissant.